Let me ask you something. Have you realized that what happens in your mind actually shows up in your reality? Are you living your dream life or your worry life? Welcome to the Dream Team Podcast, where we will reverse engineer what our wonderful and successful guests have done to create a life that they love. So you can too. Hello, hello, hello. I am back and I have with me we have Marissa Manrique, our manifestation expert, here to discuss today our follow-up session on the lovely Jennifer and Brunacini. <laughs> yes, it's this lovely name that I can't say. But uh, yes, yeah, so Jennifer was with us. Um, on Monday and we went into her story that I like to call Jennifer in Paris. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> came to us to share the dream story of how she ended up living in Paris for four years and then went on to explain how she's now become and following her next dream which is to be somebody who inspires a life of dreaming for all those as a as a, as a life coach. Oh, so uh, what an interesting interesting session. Um, so Marissa um, let's let's look at what some of the the key principles, as we always do on our Thursday sessions, that we okay. notice in Jennifer's life. And one of the things that I notice in Jennifer's story is how similar it was to the other ladies' stories. <laughs> I am starting to see a big. Are you starting to see pattern. a pattern? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me say hello and welcome everybody. Thank you very much for being here. You know because. Um, I think this is going to be, as always, very nice, very useful for us to share Jennifer's um, dreams and how she, she achieved, achieved them. Oh my God, the English. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, wonderful accent, yeah, the wonderful accent. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first things um, that Jennifer talked about, when we sort of asked her, about why she even wanted to go to Paris, because it was quite intentional. She shared that one day she decided she wanted to go live in Paris, and it came about as a result of her going, I think, on a, with some girlfriends to Paris, and then just sitting on a bench and going, I love it here. I'm going to move here. And, um, you know, and why, then we asked her, why did, why did you suddenly think that? And it was just quite a sensible answer. It wasn't just like, oh, it seemed like a good idea. She said that she liked to grow. It was a strategy for her life to push herself and actually go out of the comfort zone. And she realized that you have a choice. And I think this is a key principle in life, mm -hmm. um, that you have a choice to keep going on the safe, well-trodden path. We can all do that and it's a good path and there's nothing wrong with choosing the well-trodden path and having a safe, sensible, basically good life, okay? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong um, with that as long as you enjoy it. If you're happy you and at peace, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But the alternative is to take a slightly more scary path where you're not quite sure where you're going to end up, but there looks like there might be some excitement and adventure. And that's a different type of person who is maybe a little bit, we think, I think Jennifer's a bit of an adventure seeker. She yes. is a natural. Within her nature, yes. Yes, 
Yes. So she was always looking like, well, I could stay on the sane and sensible path, or I could venture off the path and go and check out the woods over here, or check out the pathway over there, or how about digging down, going under the road? You know, she was always looking to see where would it be interesting, where, and I think on some level, where will I feel that I'm the best human being, learning the most for me? Where do I get the thrills? Where do I feel most alive? And mm. so um, that is, like I say, sometimes being scared is the price we pay for true freedom because we don't know yeah. ourselves. We don't know our limits until yes. we've pushed ourselves a little bit beyond them. And if you'd like to talk a bit more about that. Yes, I think it's, it's a great um, way of, of putting things. And uh, as you were saying, we, we kind of start to notice a pattern here from all our guests they kind of do the same things in slightly different ways and what i felt with jennifer is that she has this she has this kind of natural drive like they've most of them have and even though they went through good stories or they went through hardship and had i don't know maybe maybe problems growing up and having a troubled childhood they're still managed to transform their life and i think having this drive the, 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 the thing that i like about having this drive and this need of finding new things is that you to be able to do that and be adventurous and brave enough you have to believe know and you know really have that certainty that no mm. matter what happens it's mm. always going to be okay. It's always going to be fine. You're always going to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? And mm. that certainty actually is what makes things happen. The certainty. The certainty, right. yeah. Yeah, I think it was Adriana and Fabiana that also had a kind of knowingness about this sort of certainty, like knowing that they're being guided, they're being led, and it's going to be okay. That, that's yes. very interesting. In all the stories, in all the stories that we've heard so far, there's always kind of a, a decision, a decision that to go forward and to go outside the comfort zone. And it's been mm -hmm. in different shapes and forms. In all of us, our stories have been different. So, you know, everybody took a different stance when they arrive to the train station, as we said before, to use yes. that analogy. So, you know, one was prepared, one was just adventurous, one was um, more focused and more patient and driven and wait for the right train. So there's different forms of doing it. it that, the form, the way that you choose to do it, it will mm -hmm. depend on your personality. Yes. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. <clears throat> but then... The, uh, the important thing that I've noticed is the certainty. It's a kind of a very useful tool that I use also in, in, in my courses and in my teachings because when you know something is true, right? It doesn't matter. And that's actually what faith is. When you know that something is true, that you've proven that it's right, then it doesn't matter the circumstances because you know they're going to be temporary and after it's finished, the hardship is finished, you know the result is going to be okay. And that is the, the, the amazing uh, tool for the manifestation part. You make it happen because you are certain of it or you're certain that something is going to happen and then you are just in the process of waiting till it manifests, till it comes together. 
the, all the actions and adventures and the situations come together so for it to happen. Now, this is very like faith. I, I, I would like to step into that box for a moment because um, I, I will quickly add to everyone listening that I, I have no particular faith. I'm terribly sorry about that. I, I go into the spiritual, not religious, so I don't I don't assign to any particular faction. However, I appreciate them all, and I think they, that all religions have more in common than they have apart, and if one is actually there to look at that, that that's the truth. Um, but what you just said is people pray and they take, um, they, they go, you know, I believe that God will do the right thing. Um, I put the life of my child or the life of their, 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 their harvest, you know, whatever, in the hands of God. Um, so they have a certainty and they live um, happily in that certainty. Now, again, but this is what's interesting. But of course, sometimes the harvest fails and sometimes the child dies. But they then, because, so help me out here, because this is where people get stuck, because it's where I get stuck. So they are then, I would go like, okay, God deserted you, right? Yeah, right, huh, look, your harvest didn't make it. Um, so if we have a certainty, what do we do with that when it doesn't work out? So how do we work that part? Oh, I love that question. Yes, I love that question because that is the, the, the one that took me the most time to understand and is how skeptical people see things, you know, and it's, and it's great because you have to question it. I did have that question. I made it to myself for a very long time. And the thing is that it's, it's this phrase that I've heard so many times and I think it is a big difference when you hear it from the ego, which is, well, very big subject. And then you listen it from, from the heart. And what does that mean for me? It took me a while to understand. The thing is that there will come a time when you understand how everything works. And for me, it was not only my faith, or maybe my faith was strengthened when I got more into science. When you know that, any situation that happens, no matter how hard it is, it's always going to have something else behind, another result, another connection, right? And for example, my mom passed away in a very tragic accident 20 odd years ago. And it's not, and it took me a while because if that hadn't happened, we had planned a different path. So we, we were, there was terrorism back in the 90s when that happened and we were actually moving to, I don't know, Costa Rica, I think. And um, if that would have happened, I wouldn't have met my husband. And I wouldn't, if I didn't meet my husband, I wouldn't have had my kids, these kids, you know, and I wouldn't be here. But it took me a while because it wasn't because my mom passed away, right? It was because life takes you through this uh, complicated path and, uh, and, and the thing is that when you are brave enough, because it does require strength and bravery to overcome it, and then you transform that pain into power, like Ben said, and you are grateful for that experience, then you know that no matter what, whatever happens, the results is going to be amazing. How do how other situation do we understand that? People, for example, that have had terrible accidents, 
right? And they lose a limb, for example. If they are able to transform and train themselves into becoming a Paralympic um, competitor, right? And then they are able through this pain because they had to really overcome and surrender to their pain to be able to process it. So it's always, uh, you have to find a way to believe that no matter what, the result is always going to be this uh, good, the best that you can have. And there's this um, story that this gentleman, uh, he has a, a very complicated name, uh yeah i know he's the no, same no, it's a guy that that is in mind valley and he tells a story of this um shepherd let's say there is a shepherd mm. and right. he had this approach to life i go uh whatever happens you never know good or bad you don't know mm. so this guy had i don't know a problem with his horses and and the neighbors go, oh, I'm so sorry for your, the loss of your horse. He says, good, bad, who knows? And then something else happened a couple of months later. And because that horse was, um, I don't know, maybe ran away, he had more space to receive another horse. Or, for example, the, the, the part that struck me the most is that his, his kid fell from the horse and he broke his leg, for example. And he was left with a limb and everybody was oh no I'm so sorry and he said well good bad who knows but then there was a war and all the young boys were drafted but he wouldn't make it because he had a limb right mm -hmm. so oh you're so lucky that you get you know you, your kid doesn't have to go to war so well good bad you never know so it's kind of that approach to, yeah. to life to just you know not, it doesn't matter what happens if you decide it because it's a decision don't take me wrong you it's decide a it, it it doesn't have a good bad so you're almost taking away the meaning to be good or bad you're just having it be yes and it's a decision and then that's how you you become certain because it could go the other way and you just could you know break and crumble and go depressed and mm. just i don't know what's the word just let go you know and completely yeah. go under you so can also do that as well. It's still a choice. So it's about, so it, it, it is, I think Tony Robin talks about giving things meaning. And I did, I did some courses a lot like 40 years ago. Should no, maybe not quite that, <laughs> not, not quite, not that old, uh, but no, maybe, maybe 30 years ago. Um, and I did this course where you, 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 you know, you looked at the story of what actually happened and then you looked at what you, what actually happened, i.e. the kid broke his leg. Yeah, and yeah. then we also like, well, you know, something bad happened, the horse boot, um, the kid broke his leg, which meant that he this, which meant that, and you make up this whole, what that means is, and now he can never do this, and now he can, and you know, you add so much meaning to add, it. Yeah, that's I'm a bad mother because my son fell off because he broke his leg. Yes, and of he, course. And he's a bad <laughs> father because his father wasn't here. Or he wouldn't have did it. He would have got a better horse. You can make up this whole story around the whole thing. Yeah. So um, but that's also that's very important to understand and acknowledge because that's a human condition. That's what we do to survive. Yes. 
Yes. We Mother make up stories to make it make sense to us. You know, yes. otherwise we couldn't carry on. I mean, and, and I'm going to be very, very contentious here. And again, I, I, I offer no offense to anyone, but I think that's a little bit what sometimes is about faith, faith and religion. It enables us to feel to believe in something greater than ourselves. And that's hugely important. If you were to say there is no mm -hmm. God, and I'm not saying there isn't, so I, I, <laughs> I'm simply saying, let's assume that we all found out tomorrow there wasn't a God. There was no universal law. There was no, you know, quantum physics behind any of the things we're saying. It would actually have a really powerfully negative effect on us all because we'd be at a loss. Like everything we believe to be true would be taken away and it would be pandemonium well so, it will still be okay but it would still be okay if, if because it really is yeah. there it would still be okay yeah that's but, the idea yeah that's yeah. the idea I, no, I, it will exactly, still be okay no matter exactly. what yeah but so they, you but have it, to yeah it's a training process yes. because you could decide to be afraid and you could decide that everything is difficult and everything bad happens to one for a reason and all of this but then you can also have a choice. So if what, what I think is if you are here anyway, you're stuck within this third dimension and you have to live anyway. So which path are you going to choose? So you have, do you want regrets? Do you want fear? Do you want to feel unaccomplished all the time? Mm -hmm. You know, no. you want to transform it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to look on the other side of it. Okay. So let's move on. So, so she had a sort of certainty it's going to work out, which is definitely, so it's a faith. I, I think certainty is a good word, but it's faith. We don't necessarily mean religious faith. It's faith that everything works out for the best. It's the faith that Tony Robbins talks about when he says life actually works for you, even when it doesn't seem to, that, you know, life is always working for you, even when you're having a bad day, for the reason you said, because you don't actually know the long-term <laughs> outcome. And, and... And, and who's to know if if also if we have an afterlife, then it might not be. It might be a great thing. Someone leaves us and they go and have a nice party with all their mates upstairs, as it were. And uh, they're going, oh, God, you're still down there living a life. Yeah. Dear, dear, get on out. Get up here. I love that movie, Soul. You must all oh, go. If you haven't seen it, I've everyone seen, I must saw go it get four that times movie. the first day. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, four times. And I cried <laughs> like crazy. One over, you know, I, it finished and I started again. Finished and I started again because it was so... It's amazing. It really is amazing. I would love, you know, Lisa, let's say the intention for us to be able somewhere, someday to interview the Ooh. guys that wrote that movie. Oh, wow. Well, like write to them. them. Write to yeah, them. I will. Well, set the yeah. intention. Okay. One of the things I've worked out at the side here, side, like everyone listening, so Marissa and I are always, you know, ongoing with how we how we present ourselves to you so yeah. we understand how we can help you and how we identify with you so you can see what we do and i'm always a bit like well what do i do i'm like a res miss resilience here but you know i don't know exactly how to help people with that i kind of worked it out though because you see i'm always being told off for not being mindset enough because i just like push through like you know punch my way through <laughs> and and you know marissa's like if you do you can say think your way through and i'm like push my way through but i worked it out the best combination is both you need you need the mindset and you need the action taking. Oh, yes, the action of course. taking yeah. without the mindset isn't going to be very effective. But the no. mindset, if you don't actually get up off your ass and do something, is not anywhere near yeah. as powerful. So I'm sort of defining myself now as a sort of action taking coach. Yeah. <laughs> I but knew Lisa, write that down. That's very right. good. Action taking coach. 
Woo! That sounds amazing. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Live on this podcast, you heard me transform my definition. Right. Moving on. Thank you, Jennifer. You see, from these conversations, we learn, even I'm learning about myself. And every time we do a podcast, it's so cool. I get to really analyze the person. and I learn about myself. And I hope that our audience is learning about themselves in our stories as well. So, okay, so let's And we want to hear, and we want to read or hear with, you know, what did you identify with? What helped you from this podcast? What tool? Yeah, what don't key? forget our email is in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, we still haven't got our phone number set up, but uh, right. maybe the email there will be. Yeah, but, or, the, uh, or the Instagram or the um, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. DM us, di- direct messages on Instagram at the Dream Team Academy. You'll see it's like got our logo there and just, just direct messages. It's like we'd love to hear from you. Just say, hey, whether you're saying, I live my dream, it's amazing. If you want to even come on the podcast or if you're like, I'm not living my dream, help and see what we yes. can do. Maybe yes, we can and nothing that you've said worked for me. Me. we want to he- listen to those messages as well or you're complete yes. frauds and you know you know nothing we want to hear those uh, uh, yeah i get uh, also yeah we'll because take it all we'll listen to you all too. yeah those will be useful too so um so the other thing so again jennifer um another principle she immediately talked about is is her using her intuition i mean we've talked on she had this certainty this note was right she used her intuition she checked in with herself capital s mm-hmm. um and i think what we're starting to see this is a massive pattern among people who are living their dreams they actually do have a good communication with their cells yeah and- they cannot believe in what they are feeling they cannot believe those intuition they cannot believe on those thoughts that tell them that what they you know that something's not quite right yeah mm-hmm. it's a very and, very important yes and so um you know you have also this choice between your head and your heart and and actually there's a lot of quantum physics isn't there to say that the heart actually tells the truth the head is making up this sort of try and keep you safe bullshit which of course yeah. will keep you safe it'll stop you jumping off buildings and jumping into fires but we're not always having to jump in off buildings or into fires there's, there's a little bit more subtlety in life yeah uh, power oh, do you give it do you give your mind yes so um so then she said she would often ask herself what if i fail and she often with her clients said you know what, what people say what if i fail if i you know if i buy a ticket to paris and i she didn't speak any english oh, sorry so she didn't speak any french <laughs> yeah gosh it's late it's late it's late and um and yet you know she didn't let that stop her that she didn't let the stop the fear stop her Up from her. taking the action yeah and that's where the mindset of it's going to be okay and that i'm going to make, make a it. step forward regardless is so key yeah so, no matter the circumstances or how, how how hard it seems you yes. just go for it exactly and then so then moving on um so jennifer was driven by growth her her big thing was growth um so she was she had big dreams she she really was she has very intentional i think that's again what you see it's not not very often that people accidentally live their dreams it does happen sometimes but it's yeah, not it does. Common. Mm-hmm. yeah it does happen sometimes um but she had a desire to leave the bubble of where of she was in uh albuquerque i think she said and so she she really pushed herself and i think that's a principle that you push yourself out of your comfort zone 
and you check in and you see what you feel. So we're checking in with what we feel, push out of your comfort zone, take action, take massive action is a good idea. Yep. Um, and, and commitment. She, yeah, and she was looking for the alignment feeling. She wanted to feel this alignment within herself. Um, and, and and I think, I forget, which other, one of our other guests had exactly the same thing. She could Most of them, tell yeah. whether it was right. They've all said it. This is absolutely, we're getting this every time. The the feeling of, this is this is feeling good. It's a lot, my soul is telling me this is what I need to do. Yeah, and trust even that. And trust that because I know, bad. yeah, I know yeah. most everybody feels that, but then they doubt. Yeah. Because they are not, yeah. they are not, you know, uh, so they're not secure enough to trust that. So even if they know that, if, even if they know that it's true, they must still lack the strength to keep forward and will prefer to follow the mass or just follow someone else, someone that has proven uh, results. Mm. Yeah, mm. Mm. But, do, but do you see, Lisa, how important what we're doing is? Because there, everybody has this. You know, everybody has this in a different shape of form. Right? And actually, 100%. when I started noticing the difference, uh, when, I, the first, the, when I started writing my course, the first time I noticed is because uh, I started to research successful people. And I will always come up with this same pattern, this same pattern. And most of them had that trait by nature, right? So one way, one way or the other, they had this trait by nature. But that doesn't mean you can't learn it because I didn't have that trait by nature and I struggle because what I had to do, you know, I don't have that drive by nature. I'm more of a of a contemplator, more of a dreamer, more of a philosopher, right? Yes. yes. So I had to accept that I didn't have that. And when I was free of that idea and I let it go, I was able to connect with myself and find what that trait would mean for my nature and my personality, mm -hmm. right? And funny enough, yes. Once you, you connect with yourself, because that's what all of our guests have done, then you find the tools that work for you. Mm. And then when you accept Very yourself tough. exactly as you are, me with my, my strong character, me with my strong temper, me with my um, um, scattered energy, and me with my strong intuition, and all of that, I had to accept it. I had to accept that within my nature, there is lots of anger. And I just have to, I can't control it. I have to channel it. Mm -hmm. And what's happened is it turns into strength. It turns into drive. But you have to do that when you let go of all the things that come from outside. And you mm -hmm. start trusting yourself. And you start to, as, as Jennifer said, you start to grow a little bit, bit by bit, you know, and experience by experience and knowledge by knowledge, you start to grow a little bit and then you become yourself. And that brings me to something she did say, which mm -hmm. is the only way out is through. And oh. what you just said, also, which is a fantastic statement, and it, you know, is because but it, it really is what I'm hearing you're saying, what I know from my own training as well, is that 
you need to let go you need to you can't just let go of your emotion if you're angry or you're depressed or you're sad or you're whatever you have to have that emotion to let it go yeah. you can't actually stuff it down like i'm not going to feel yes, angry yeah oh no yeah that's a blockage yeah, you're building a, a blockage and then that something maybe will tap your shoulder and boom <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like in those yeah. pictures, you know, when, when in the cartoons, when the character puts all the mess underneath the carpet and there's this huge hump and then someone jumps into the carpet and poof, yes, the mess exactly. is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's kind of what you do if you stuff it down and then yeah. one day it, the last person will prick you and it will explode. Yeah. So, there's, so another, there's another amazing movie. This Disney, I think it's Disney movie called um, Inside Out. Yes. With yeah. the, little, the girl and the, you know, all the characters, happy, sadness, anger, yeah. uh, disgust, I think, and the other one. And yeah. it's such a, it, it taught me such an important lesson because mm -hmm. they, she was trying to keep happy, was trying to keep sad out of the picture, right? She was trying to keep her um, in order, just trying not to appear to bring down the little girl. But then yeah. when she actually allowed her to do her job, it helped the little girl to process her sadness, to get compassion from other people and to go ask for help. Wasn't that, I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I saw it long time ago now. It's been a few years, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that idea, the idea is, because there is something out there called toxic positivity, um, where, you know, there is a, there, people misunderstand that you, Like, you've got to be positive. You've got yeah. to be positive. I used and to you, do that like that, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's a natural part. I think you start off when you start kind of looking at yeah. personal You, We all, I've done it too, very much so, where you sort of misunderstand it a little bit and you think, well, I, I've just got to, you know, I mustn't have a negative thought. Well, you can't, like we said earlier, you can't actually stop the negative thoughts. What you have to do is yeah. not attach yourself to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to let them come through you and out the other side. It's easier said than done. Oh, However, yes, because you have to really understand what it means and you know yeah. actually that was the one of the first um channeling experience i had because i was going through that i was yeah and it was one of the first very clear messages that i that i got and i was driving to get my kids from school and i was i was in a rush because i was late and i was trying to rush and i was trying to calm myself down <gasps> oh no no you're okay you're okay no you know <laughs> having this try to grip on my steering wheel you are calm you are calm you're okay and i i was getting upset because i wasn't able to calm myself you know because i i, I wasn't able to stop feeling the rush mm. and i distinctly heard you are switching one worry with another it wasn't mm -hmm. spanish of course it sounded better yeah, 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 yeah. but you're just switching one worry for the other so i was switching my worry of being in a rush for yeah. the worry of not e being able to feel calm and yeah. still, you know, not being able to accomplish, not to be worried anymore. So it was just one worry for the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yes. It, 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 um, sometimes that could be a good thing. For example, a friend of mine has just gone through losing his mother. And so then like when he's working, he doesn't feel the grief because he's absorbed in the work but every time he stops working it hits him like all over again but that's so that's an example how you 
you can't think about two things at once. So that's actually a clever way to be able to redirect your mind to give it something to do so that it's not busy telling you. You know, that's a very that's a very complex thought for me. I've never been able to do that. If I have something running up in my head, I'm not able to do something else to distract me from it. Really? I'm not no, I have to confront it. My personality is, you know, and I see so many people doing that and I can't. Well, it's not that I can't. I don't want to. I'm sure I could say I don't want to, but at the moment I feel that like I can't because I haven't confronted it. I just have this thing going on in my head. And even if I'm distracted and busy, I am doing whatever I'm doing in automatic behavior and just my head is trying to solve the problem. So I get stuck. I get stuck until I say no more. All right. So what's the solution? Okay. You have to confront or you have to give up, or you have to surrender, whatever you have to do. Ah, yes. And Get once something. I've taken control of that and confront the situation, then I can let it go. I've never been able to distract myself from something yes. with work. I, I, yeah, I suppose maybe it's only grief, but I, I noticed this when I lost my mother and I was so sad, but I'd go to work very reluctantly and I, I wasn't as good. I, I wasn't for six months after my mother died. I was not fully present in my work. I, I think no matter how hard I tried, there yeah. was a bit missing, but the actual grief was sort of like on a scale of one to 10, if I was running around eight, nine, most of the time, when I went to work, because I was thinking about what I was doing with the kids or the clients, it was way reduced to three or four. And like I said, it was still there. So I wasn't optimized as, as, as a full individual, but it was, it was less. And, um, and that's really weird because I would have thought I'd be like you because the one thing that I cannot override, um, is I'm a hoarder. So if I lose something, um, so I'm sure there's some therapists out there going like, what is wrong with this person? <laughs> so I have this attachment to stuff. And if I lose something, then you're right. Then I almost can't work at all because I'm like, if I can't, like you, I have to either decide it's gone, decide to replace it. Sometimes I actually have to go on Amazon and buy the damn thing. Really? So I'm like, well, yeah, seriously, that's how bad I am. I have to go buy it. Then I'm like, okay, I've ordered another one. So it's okay. And then I can go on with my day. Really? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but I can, I can relate because it happens to me. You know, if I don't confront the situation, I can't just push it away or hide it or let it mellow. If it's something that's really bothering me, I have to find a way to, to deal with it. And the only thing I've been able to learn is just not to be impulsive about it. Just to, you know, until I feel like I've let it go, like I've even forgave the situation or um, overcome it. But then I, when I've done that, I confront it. So yes. that, in that way, I, instead of fighting, I can, you know, speak yes. and talk and, and arrange. But if I don't, if I, the only thing I've been able to learn is just not to be impulsive. <laughs> yeah. But it all goes back to knowing yourself. And I think this is, look, this is the key because like yourself, and your heart and your your purpose, your passion, these are all intimate parts of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have this operating system. I like to use software. You have an operating system. And like whether you're a Mac or you're a Windows, you've got a slightly different operating system. Yeah. And just like you wouldn't put the same software in a Mac, you won't put the same software in a Windows. Right. So you have to work out what are the operating software tools that make your software do what you want 
Um, and it and that's why the first thing is you have to know yourself, and yes. I think that's really important. And and that is also why in the coaching business. There are some coaches that are going to drive you mad and some coaches are going to empower you. And and again, it's like trying to get, if you're a Mac, going to the Windows guy to fix you isn't going to work. Yes. If you're a Mac... Oh, you what a good analogy, Lisa, yes. <laughs> so um, it is know yourself, probably the, the wisest words that we, we yeah. can think about here. Well, we're, we're pretty much but done. You know, it's very easy to say that. And the, the good thing is that there, there are lots of tools to, for you to help you find your way to yourself. You know, it should be easy, but the thing is we are not trained to do it. The, the ancient cultures were like the Indians uh, or um, the Incas and the Romans and the Greek, they all used to do that. But, you know, mm. through the process of the development or evolution, quote unquote, because I don't know if we are evolved, yes. uh, we lost that. Interesting. Well, yeah. actually, there's one, there's one more point, which is maybe again, it's a, it's this point of um, who are we and knowing yourself. Then you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? This is the last kind of major point that I noted down from our conversation with Jennifer, because we, you know, actually, how do I want to feel? How many of us ask ourselves that it's like because we don't think we have any control any over that. yeah we don't have yeah it's like we we feel like we we are not in control of our lives because we are so convinced that the situations going outside are what manage our reality and it's the, the opposite mm -hmm. that's why you have to learn that what you get in your reality is actually a reflection of your thoughts not the other way around once you do that, then you will be able to, like Vishen Lakani says, bend reality and transform it into whatever you want it to be. And it sounds really simple, Lisa. And mm -hmm. it is really simple. But the funny thing that I've noticed through the years of, of investigation and, and practice and everything is that change is like that. It's immediate. Mm -hmm. Once you realize the problem or the conflict that we're faced is the, the time it'll take us to let go of the emotional baggage. That is the process that you have to go. And some people will do it quicker. Some people will take forever. Some people will take more than one life to do it. And that is what karma is called. You know, if you don't get it done in one life, you're going to take it to the next one. You're going until you get it. <laughs> yeah, until you get it right. Yeah, because that's your mission. The mission of your soul is to accomplish that so you can come back to source. Mm -hmm. So it's once that's why this, this mission for us is so important and so compelling that once people start to realize, you know, and open up to the possibility that they are the ones creating their own life, you have to see the bigger picture because first you have to understand that whatever I do is going to affect you. But that doesn't mean if I am abundant and rich that you will not be able to. There is there is enough for everybody and more, right? So you have to be start to open up to those possibilities. And these people that we've been interviewing have this natural drive. Mm. You, they, they mm. yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't learn it. The the trick is that you if you want to copy them you might get some results or you might get nothing, the complete opposite. So depending on that, on your experiences, you have to 
catch the the key element, catch the tool or the experience and make it your own. That's why so many people read these books, so many people go to these events, so many people are starved for knowledge, but only a little percentage make it. Mm. That's the only difference because, you know, if you try to copy, like you say, you know, if you try to copy someone else's experience and it doesn't work for you, it's because you have to make it your own. It doesn't mean that you, it has to be that way. It ha you have to find what of that characteristic you can put in your own way, with your own nature, with your own personality. Yes. Yeah, and, and if you will, you know, exactly. And it's again like the operating system and the tools and, and yeah, exactly. Um, right. So, if I mean, we did ask um, Jennifer because she's done a fantastic job of manifesting a life she loves. She's yeah. very successful. Like she, she's happily married. She's got a fantastic job. She's now developing her own business. I mean, she ticks all the boxes. But we did yeah. ask her one question about was there anything she struggled with. Oh, mm -hmm. and um, and she did. She answered that uh, she didn't feel good. She didn't feel able to be present when she didn't look and feel good in her body. Mm -hmm. um, and we asked her how she conquered that, and she talked about this is where the action taking comes. Like sometimes, like so, you can spend a lot of time changing your mind, and so, like you can look in the mirror and go, like I love my fat, <laughs> I love my three chins, and I love my grey hair. Yay! That is one way to conquer it, but. It also, in addition, you can like it's almost like you almost need to go for both sides and maybe meet in the middle. You can also, as she said, and she's what she does, is take self care. And so she she has learned the best for her body to love her body with nutritious food, to love her body with exercise and plenty of water, and to nurture herself as you would, you know, water a, a seed to have it grow. So yeah. she treats her body as a temple. We've all heard the you know, body is a temple thing. But it was interesting that even with all her knowledge, all her ability and her de yeah, definition yeah. as a life coach, and she coaches and she's done all these incredible, incredible things, things. Yeah. and yet she still has an area yeah. where she struggles because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even if you're strong, that doesn't mean you will have something that will break you. And this is something that most women you know, can identify with. I did have that too. And I still do sometimes, you know, and you do too. And most yeah. of our clients do. And, and it's, I think it's part of, um, of the culture scape that we've been, um, exposed to. This is another word that vision like Kenny uses mm. and mm. the ideas that we've been fed and it's not my right. It's not wrong. It's just part of the process. Yes. You just have to, learn that everything is perfect but it's still a process you know you you have to feel uh sometimes is it it does become it does come from a void from mm. that um hole that you think you i don't know if it's called a hole it's something it's it's an emptiness that you feel right and then you because of some experience that you have that you had growing up and then not all the time having body issues is about food. Food might just be a symptom of something else, of, right. of some uh, expectation not met. Yes. Right? Of some need of, of love not met. 
and you grow up with this void, this emptiness feeling, and you have to uh, try to fill it up with food or any other type of addiction. And the thing is that you will never be able to do it. And it, when you start struggling with that uh, need to fill that void and then to control the, the instinct just to not be addicted and not, um, what's the word? And not, um, not, it's not surrender. It's not be one of this, you know, so what's, how do I say this? I uh, so do you, you don't um, give up to this, uh, need to eat or binge or whatever it is or, or do drugs yes uh, that struggle generates anxiety and that fight in your head is like you are constantly beating yourself up but then trying to hide it and then right. not trying to fake it and then all of these things amount up and what you start to feel is anxiety and then the body feels stressed and then depending on your nature you'll start to get migraines or you start to feel very anxious, or you'll get sleep disorders, or you'll get eating disorders, or you'll get high blood pressure, or you'll get diabetes, or you know, so yes. many things yes. that happen because you, you have this void or some need that wasn't met, and your subconscious is telling you, eat, eat, eat. And if, instead of confronting that need and looking at the monster and see why are, what are you trying to tell me? But then as you we were saying before, trying to push it down, trying to push it down and not feeling because you have to be accomplished and you have to be strong and you have to be driven, then your body will manifest it into something. So actually sometimes you have somebody who's being very successful in so many areas. And so it's almost like they, so they push down some of those emotions because they, that, that's not like, they're like, okay, we're not going to have that. We're going to get rid of that. And so it, it'll come through in, in another body. symptom or it'll come through in hypertension anxiety or, hypertension yeah, in some way it's like you can't actually cheat the system no. it's like you, you're gonna have to have antivirus protection on the whole computer you cannot have it on part of the drive because yeah. then the part of the other drive will get infected i'm, I'm into yeah. my operating system today yeah. yeah good analogy good analogy but it's it's true it, it'll come you know if you have to the thing is that most likely you have, you have to deal with it because it's part of your evolution, of your learning process, of your growth. So if you don't deal with it, you'll show it up as a symptom, as an illness. Well, we're going to, um, we're not going to go into that. We could go into this in a big way, but we think this is so interesting about how you view yourself and with particularly body image. Um, it's males and females. It's not just women that have a body image issue. And, and, and when you have issues about how you look and it's affecting your diet and nutrition, um, it's such a massive area and it's so pertinent to the use of today and young yeah. girls looking at magazines and seeing themselves going, you know, I'm so imperfect because, you know, they're one pound higher than the, the skinny model yeah they don't have this the same body of the tiktoker of the youtuber or whatever body yeah. been and it's unrealistic focused. yeah it's completely yeah. unrealistic and more and more over than our time because in our time there wasn't so photoshop so yeah. you, you see these really truly amazing girls that obviously had makeup and had lighting and had the perfect image consultant and yeah. later they the photoshop came but these girls now with the technology you know, you can make, uh, you know, uh, transform your body on TikTok. And then people, I don't know why, even though they know it's not true, they'll mm -hmm. still buy it. And they'll still want to do that and be that. 
it, it is it is because of the link they believe that that body will bring them love and that's what we want to talk about so we're going to do a special so i'm not sure when we're going to do that yet but just keep your eyes yeah, up right, that'll be an right extra podcast so coming. <laughs> specifically about that because it's such an interesting subject and again uh, several of our interviewees have brought this up and so we thought we're going to do something very special about that well that is uh, that's pretty much a wrap for jennifer's follow-up um podcast i think we've covered all the major areas um it was really uh, fascinating because I think Jennifer is, she's a classic coach and she's gone on this journey of yes. discovery. She set out to be an adventurer physically and now she's adventuring within herself. And, and, and actually that often when you're adventuring within yourself, you end up becoming a coach or a speaker or you're, you're somebody who wants to help people because like help as you discover, yeah, you want the, to you serve. Yeah. Yeah, she has a wonderful soul as, yeah. as all of her guests. So I'm sure she will become an amazing coach. Yeah, it's going to be a great tip. Well, we're going to, we'll be touching base with everyone at the end of our first year. We're going to do a catch-up series of podcasts to find out what they're all doing now, what dreams they have done. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, that brings us to the end yeah. of this is episode... I don't know what number it is. So um, no, I get very confused. Um, is it 10? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's yeah. No, it's not because Adriana's 10. Oh, then it's 11. Adriana's yeah, follow-up is 10, so this one should be 11. It's not yeah. whatever number it is. It'll be what it's going to be. Um, yeah. We get, we're, um, as you can tell, I, I do all the numbering, guys. So when the numbers go whoopsie, it's because of me. It's nothing to do with uh, my dear friend. Over yeah, there. yeah. I have to, you know, but this is a lesson for me too, Lisa, because I have to let go of my structure and my stress. <laughs> I'm waiting yes. around. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm stretching. Um, and yes, and you have to overcome me pressuring you. So, you know, we are the perfect dream team. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're That's cool. How we go, so we, look forward, yeah. we look forward to seeing you guys. Um, and the next week, so this is our Thursday, whichever episode this is, this is a Thursday episode, I know. And <laughs> yes. You guest on the next Monday, mm -hmm. and uh, just keep watching. Don't forget to share. Listening, listening, keep listening. Oh yeah, one what day they will watch our beautiful oh, faces. I'm just such a video person. What can I say? Keep listening. Yes. Keep sharing. Keep, keep coming back. Keep sharing yeah, keep... the knowledge. So yeah, share the knowledge. Can make their dreams come true and live a life they love. love. Yes. And don't forget, we're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Um, just keep looking for the Dream Team, a Dream Team Life. Just hashtag Dream Team Life. That's kind of how you're going to find us all over the place because that's the Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Dream Team Life it is. All right, guys. Enjoy and we'll see you soon. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dream Team Podcast. You can catch Lisa and Marissa every Monday and Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe and review and dream on.